all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Man, show friend of the show, Ryan Ritter, the coach of the Bethune Cookman Wildcats. Coach, man, glad to see you again and glad to have you back. I hope you've been safe, my buddy. Man, it's great to see you. Great to be back. Um, always enjoy our conversations pre uh, preseason. Yes, indeed. Well, coach, I got to ask you, man. I kind of told you talked off there about how the season stopped on my birthday for the NBA and on March 11th. So, where were you guys in that situation? Was it the MEAC tournament probably? So, how did you guys? 
handle news when it came down and for us getting kids back home and go from virtual learning to from being in class. So how's that for you and your team and your staff, man, that whole whirlwind and march around on my birthday there? You know, that, that particular day was really, really tough for our program. Um, we got, we had six seniors and we had a good regular season, but um, we really felt like we were playing our best basketball, you know, had one, I think six out of seven going into the uh, tournament. And those six seniors had finally really come into their own. And, and we were actually, we were eating pregame meal uh, three hours before our, our first round game. And uh, we're told that our season was coming to an end. So um, obviously the basketball side was really tough, but you know, um, those six guys that have put so much blood, sweat, and tears, um, that was tough to see their college career in that way because so many questions they have at that time of, well, you know, coach, what do I have eligibility? Do I go get a job? Am I trying to play professionally? And, and you know, that can be overwhelming for a, you know, 21, 22 year old kid. So um, that particular day was tough on our program. Um, you know, but since then just really trying to help those guys transition into, you know, whatever their endeavors are professionally, um, whether it's basketball job, parenting, um, and then also trying to regroup with the, with the guys we got coming back. Um, you know, obviously no face-to-face -face meetings. We're, we're trying to stay as organized as we can and, and try to provide as much patience and flexibility. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the virus is in charge. And, and that's what we're trying to um, help guide our guys right now and to, to as much safely, safe, safely as we can. I know a key person on your staff was academic advisor because having kids going home and to be on their own devices, make sure their grades stay up, stay eligible to play with their grades and had to be rough. I know you can look at on, on Blackboard what, they, what the guys are doing, but how was that trying to make sure the guys stayed on top of the academics when they were back home and kind of not knowing what's going on in, in the world around them? Yeah, I mean, that's the toughest part because, um, you know, we've got a great uh, uh, student athlete success team at, at our at our school and, um, we do have a very, very good academic advisor, but all of a sudden you, you have 15 guys that are now either all re learning remotely, um, and some of them are, have not taken online classes before, some of them have. And so, um, you know, just the communication was really key, um, being able to, to provide that for each of our guys and having them have their own individual coaches where we, they're grouped into, you know, groups of three or four, and, and they're able to kind of connect with coaches on a daily basis, and then we're able to help relay that academic information. So, um, you know, we, we had a good spring. I think we've got a really good handle on this fall um, in terms of, of our academic situation. But, man, you're right. That, that, that position is so huge in college athletics. And I know the parents are probably even talking to you more than ever now because of all the uncertainty. So how's, been, how's the parent involvement been in getting closer to the parents again after you recruited the guys and the parents and you kind of reconnecting again is, is kind of make sure that their young man is okay. So how's that been dealing with the parents here and, how, and all their concerns about the question with the virus and when the guys are coming back on campus and are you going to play? How's, how's that process been? Yeah, that, that, that's a, that is a great question. And that's actually um... – you know, this year we've got 15 young men on our roster. Um, we finally, in year four, been able to recruit um, some younger kids, some some four-year transfers, some guys that, um, you know, we've been recruiting the last two, three years. So we've gotten a chance to really know their parents, their AU coaches, their high school coaches. So that network around them has been really strong. Um, so the communication with the parents, um, I, I've welcomed everything. We every Any question they have, I don't know the answers, but I will try to find them out for them. And I think just assuring them that, that we're doing everything safely um, and, and in their, in their um, son's best interest has been key for us. Um, you know, as of right now, you know, we're not even actually working our guys out. We're going through additional um, safety testing to make sure that we're, we're putting these guys in the best position, um, one, academically, but then two is, is before we put them on a court, making sure we're doing everything we can 
um, to, to make sure they're, they're as safe as they can be. Housing in Florida, I know here in Georgia, it's been still kind of steadily high with the virus. So in your area in Daytona, how's it been? Is numbers coming down or, or do you think it'd be safe for the guys to come back on campus in, in the near future here where they feel safe and it's not before flu and cold season starts here real soon? Yeah, you know, it's, it depends on which day of the week you ask. You know, every, every time I start feeling like we're having a positive shift, um, you know, we'll have a, a potential cluster breakout or or something happens, um, not necessarily on our campus. We've been fortunate so far. Our guys have been back for almost two weeks, and um, we've had very, very minimal um, COVID cases on campus, so we've done a great job protecting our students that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it really depends on, on, on the day you ask. I, I think we are, as of right now, showing progress, um, specifically in, in Volusia County, where is Daytona Beach where Bethune-Cookman is. But, you know, as soon as I say that, you know, tomorrow can be a different day, and, and – um, you know, we're, we're doing our best on campus. I know that. I know our leaders, our president, um, our safety council has done a heck of a job of putting in parameters to, to make these guys feel and, and be as safe as they can. And coach, haven't talked to your young men about being able to say no when they want to say yes, because you no, know, their guys are 18, 19, 20 years old. They want to go out. They want to go see their friends and go, may go to a party, but to make them, it's bigger than them right now. You can't do that because one little incident that you might think is innocent, they could cause a whole outbreak of a whole team and then a whole department. So how have you guys stressed this to the young men that, hey, you might want to say yes, but you have to say no, like sacrifice for the greater good of everybody involved in our community as well. Yeah, that, that's been the hardest challenge. And I think the message we've tried to tell our guys is be a great teammate. And that, that's on the court, that's off the court, that's in the community. And um, ultimately, you're going you're gonna to have these urges to, to do those things you're talking about. Um, and then throw on top of the fact that we actually aren't allowed to work our guys out right now for safety reasons. So they're, they're in their mind trying to find any way they can to, to get their hands on a ball. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's not safe right now for us. Um, we haven't done everything possible. So to be able to um, challenge them to be a great teammate, and that, that means staying compliant and being flexible. And um, you may feel fine. You may feel like something um, is beneficial for you. But at the end of the day, when you're part of a team, you know, you got to put that organization ahead of yourself. And I think that's kind of been our message to our guys, not just our basketball team, but our Bethune-Cookman family, our Daytona Beach family, our state family, you know, their people back home is, you're a part of something much, much bigger and you got to make decisions based on that group rather than yourself. Most definitely, I've been a, a good, I've learned the word no a lot, coach, in the last five months, because yeah. you no, know, having an 80 year old dad, I worry about that because my dad's 80 years old today. So he's not young and he, and he can attack yep. older people. And I don't want to be selfish and go out and have a drink or whatever and come back to my dad and dead in a month, you know? And I'm like, wow, that's on me. So just that example of my father keeps me at bay, even though I do get stir crazy, but I got to protect my father and myself as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So same thing we're fighting down here is I got a, uh, I share with you off air, I've got a daughter that's one month old. And so we quarantined for so long because I didn't want to take a risk. One, I just, you don't know how, how it plays out in pregnant people. Um, but also the fact is, uh, if somehow I were to contract it, then, then I'm not able to go into the hospital for the birth of my second daughter. And, and now you're talking about all kinds of different things that, that could potentially happen. So we, we try to keep ourselves as safe as we can down here.
Now, Coach, when the guys were at home doing the, the, the shutdown, uh, did you guys give them like a strength plan to kind of make sure they was had some kind of semblance of shape now that they're coming back to you here in August? Because I know uh, I know when, when you shut down, you might not have a hoop to get to, but doing like walking and running and, and little exercise they maybe can do in their yards to kind of keep them somewhat in shape, not quite basketball shape, but some shape so they have not having to start from scratch once you get back to them here right now. We, we can't work them out once safety, safety measures are cleared. Yeah, that's, that's another great question. Um, we've got a great strength and conditioning coach and program at Bethune-Cookman. And so obviously we followed the NCAA um, guidelines on what we were able to do, but um, we, we definitely had our returners and, and guys that were cleared. Um, we, we had them a, a strength and conditioning program uh, that they were able to do at home um, if they were able to access equipment safely and, and they, could, they could do that um, without putting anybody um, in, in danger or, or at risk. Um, but, you know, JR, I'll be honest with you, the, the thing that we did the most this offseason, um, we talked. We, we, had, we, we talked with our guys. We spent a lot of time on Zooms. Um, we talked about social injustices. We talked about things that, um, you know, we could do to make a difference outside of basketball. And, and you know, sometimes we become so consumed with the sports that um, the season comes and wins and losses and this and this. And you really sometimes forget to connect with guys. And so, you know, really the last three months um, we spent a lot of time understanding each person on our team and how we can help each other, but ultimately how we can help this, this nation as we go forward. And Coach, you make bring up a great point, social justice issues. You know, I've taken charge using my show once George Floyd happened to discuss these issues because I felt a need. And, you know, my father grew up in the civil rights era. You know, my father grew up in Sierra Atlanta when it was segregated. We couldn't cross the railroad tracks by after dark. So I talked to my father. I felt I needed to use my platform, which I got from one point with me and listeners from Chattanooga to Macon. So I have to use this for good. So I felt like, you know, that, 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 that burden to say, hey, I got to do this for, for, for everybody because I, I, people like me. You know, my dad was a barber, Coach Ritter. So <laughs> from, from day one, I'm writing for different people all day long. So I don't care who I can do with anybody because I'm just used to my, my, my father. So I have to use the gift that I got as a young man for good with the radio show. So uh, I feel like it's so important that we use sports to bring us together because sports are ultimately a unifying force in our society and in our country. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're right on the money, and and um, you know, I, I've got a I've got a unique perspective. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a white guy at an HBCU coaching um, young black athletes, and um, you know, for for me, it's been it's been so eye opening, and, and working at HBCU, HBCU um, has has been educational for me to really understand. You know, you grow up playing basketball, you understand different perspectives, um, you understand you know diversity, but uh, to really sit down and understand you know, I'm not, I'm not black. You know, I'm looking at you right now. You can see, I will never be black. I, I, I don't know what it's like to stand in your shoes, but to be able to empathize and understand, man, what, what does systemic racism mean? What do these words and what does inequality really look like? You know, what is white privilege for me to sit down and have these real conversations that I thought I knew so much about um, has been great to help, hopefully um, help put us on a platform to help continue to change some of these things. And coach, you're in a perfect situation because you no, know, you are a white guy with HBCU because you can help other whites who don't understand who won't listen to me, will hear from you because sometimes you hear from who you call you call from. So I feel like it's great to you're in that position to help these young men. And and how have those calls been with the players on Zoom, trying to educate them and educating you and educating each other? Because I feel like the more we talk about these uncomfortable things, that's how we really enact and go, and get change we want for everybody involved. 
Yeah, I, you know what? If it, it depends on the call. Some of them have been extremely emotional, sad almost, uh, frustrated, angry. Um, and then you have some uplifting moments. Um, you see hope. You, 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 see, you see potential change. Um, but, you know, as of, you know, events as of, of recent as, as yesterday, the last couple of days, um, it kind of puts in perspective where we are as a country. And um, uh, it, it's sad, you know, just, just to be point blank. I said in a meeting, uh, our first team meeting last week, and uh, one of my favorite guys, I won't use his name, but um, he's a big, big, big black dude with long hair and tattoos. And he's standing up and, and he said, Coach, why do people hate me because of the way I look? And I mean, you want to talk about melting someone's heart. I, I, I just hugged him and I said, man, I would, I hope my daughters get to grow up to marry someone like you. And that's the stories we got to get out to, to the general public of, I think a lot of times white people in particular are scared of what they don't know. And they're scared of, of, of the unknown. Well, there's no, uh, so many times there's not real genuine relationships between black and white people. They don't want to understand uh, or empathize where someone's come from. And I think our, our university is, is um, and our team, we've done a great job of trying to understand and empathize and, and ultimately make change together. So, um, but those meetings are raw. They're hard sometimes. I mean, that's, that's just the truth of it. And coach, I'll tell you a quick story from personal perspective for me. From, I didn't meet my first white kid to the to 94. I was seven years old. So it took travel baseball for me to get introduced to white kids. I never met them. It's yeah. seven, I was seven years old, coach. And so I know how sports can help us understand each other. And it could be an example for our country because when you play sports, it's not about JR, black guy, Ryan, a white guy. We're trying to win, win together. It don't matter, you know. And then we can talk to each other. Then you, you, then you learn about each other. Then you, because you like them and you learn about them, you understand. Oh wow, that's why you think that way. That's what molded your, molded you. So I feel like sports coach is such a opportunity to give our country an example of what we can be. When, when we are together and see each everybody as a person, not white or black, we're just people trying, with a common goal and a common stance and a kind of common mission to get the job done and win a game together and the game of life together as well. Yeah, uh, I, I think you're right on the money. It, it, it's about humanity at this point. I, I don't think it's a, you know, it's about what's doing right. Everyone's talked politics and this, this, and that. At the end of the day, we got some issues that um, they're, they're humane and we, we got to get those figured out. And I think, you know, for, for me speaking personally, we've got a great crop of young black men on our team that they can be a strong, powerful voice. And on top of that, um, you know, I, I do feel like I'm in a position of, uh, you know, it's not, the, it's not the people who have been oppressed. It's not their job to fix the oppression. It's the people that are, are, are it's the oppressors that need to be the ones that, that they got to make some changes. And, um, you know, I think I, I know we're up for the challenge. I know we're trying to figure that part out. And I think I've got some great people around me that, um, you know, can really help put this movement continue to help with, with the movement that's going on right now. And coach, I know recruiting, mentioned about recruiting wise, uh, do you feel like, how, how you like the, the, the Zoom recruiting this season around? Cause I know usually you'd be on the road, uh, trying, trying to try to find great, you know, but how was the recruiting via Zoom and doing campus visits via Zoom this uh, during the COVID time here? Has that something you maybe keep in the future or a little bit of mix of face-to-face and, and, and the Zoom mix to kind of expand your reach there? Yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll tell you, actually, from recruiting standpoint, um, it, I don't know if it would happen every year, but it worked out great for us this year. Um, we targeted three kids really, really hard. You know, we signed um, two early in the fall. Well, that was before all this happened. That was great. Two young kids felt really good about them. Um, but come, come Christmas time, we really targeted three, well, two guys um, during Christmas. And then when the season ended, um, we targeted a Division One transfer. 
And so there was three guys that we were just on every single day. And uh, we built a heck of a relationship with them and the people around them. And, um, you know, when it came to decision time, and I'll just be transparent with you, we, we don't have the nicest facilities. We don't have some of the nicest bells and whistles on campus, but we got genuine people that want to make a difference. And so when it came to decision time, when you just make decisions based on relationships, you know, we, we got those three kids that we had put a lot of time and effort where sometimes when you're younger, you may choose, um, uh, you know, a facility or something, a uniform that's maybe not um, as important long run. So for us, man, that it actually worked out great. We, we targeted the guys. We got them, the guy who we wanted, and we were fired up about them. Most definitely. And also, Coach, I'm worried about you guys for this reason because I've seen some of these uh, guaranteed game contracts. I got a few of them in my email with that whole if, if, you, if, you, if you got fans, it's this number. If you don't have it, this number. HBCU schools have to, play, to raise money to pay for the non-revenue sports. They just have to. And uh, how yeah. is that being not knowing whether you're going to have a non-conference season to raise money for the school because it's so important to fund all the other sports and there's scholarships and those people in the university. So how is that been trying to navigate that with, with the legal department and, and the other schools trying to make the schedule right for, for you guys? Well, you know, that, that has been difficult because there's just, you know, I think I looked at it the other day out of the 350-plus Division One teams, only somewhere between 20 and 30 had released their schedule. So, um, you know, everyone's kind of fighting that issue right now. Um, but, you know, we prepared like we were going to have a normal November, December non-conference. But I think as we're getting kind of closer to this mid-September date, I think there's some feelings that those may change. So, um, you know, right now we're, we're prepared to play um, and, and we've got our guarantee games lined up. But we've had great dialogue with our administration, with our legal department. Um, if those things don't happen, how could we potentially raise more money? What would be the goal of our institution? Um, but the other thing, too, is if we don't have a non-conference season, well, now we're not spending as much money. Um, so there's a lot of things to work out there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I said it right when we first started talking, that this, this virus is going to tell us what to do, um, whether we like it or not. And then, you know, we'll, we'll try to be um, as flexible and frugal as we can in terms of non-conference. Well, Coach Ritter, I wish you all the best, buddy. I'm praying for your, you and your team to you get out there and play some games, man, because I know you, you guys need the resources for sure to make sure you guys are taken care of and not have to pinch pennies elsewhere, man. I love our, love, our, love our chats, man. Good to see you on this Houston Zoom. Good to see yeah, you, man. Yeah, good to see you as well. So we got yeah, this again yeah, real I, soon, I, brother. <laughs> that sounds great, man. I appreciate you. I always enjoy being on the show. Anytime, Coach. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you real soon, man. All right. Thank you. All right. It's Ryan Ritter here on the Boss Man Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? 
an old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only five dollars after great food we got drink specials we got all kind of games man we got the pool tables popping whatever you want we got you man come on out have a good time with us each and every saturday night that's clicks sports bar memphis thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.